Hello and welcome to the penultimate <gasps> Unmissables podcast oh. featuring me, Boyd Hilton, you, Stephanie Sealand, yep. and him, John Harris. Harris. Your actual name, John. His name is John Harris. You're known as John Dan for um, running joke reasons. Running joke reasons. Some idiot thought you were called Dan or something. Well, that so idiot's John. called Kay. Oh, yeah, she's not yeah. with us. <laughs> the one who's not so here. So we can talk about it. She's currently in Guadalupe. She's in Guadalupe. Um, having a jolly up. Having a jolly up. Someone complained... Welcome, John, by the way. Hello. Someone complained yesterday on Twitter, one mm. of my followers, that um, Kay didn't know enough about Death in Paradise to go and do a set. <gasps> it kind of implied... Not, Did in, they? In, in, a, in a... Yeah, not in a horrible way, just in a... But definitely mentioned... I, I'm with I them. Thought, well, yeah, they've got a point. I'm with them. Yeah. She's not a true fan. No. Didn't she have like to you, get the box set? You're a true fan. I'm a true fan. I yeah. love Death in Paradise. So I just want to make that clear. We do have a true fan of Death in Paradise yeah. in the office. It's just that Kay isn't that Kay isn't that, but Kay, she's got the jolly she's up. She's a professional. I'm not suggesting she she's not. Homework. By the time she got to the set in Guadalupe. Yeah, but she's gone for the beaches. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, that's true. And we should also say that She's doing a general travel piece, I think, on it. On it. On so she says. Well, in, which, in which Death in Paradise is not a key element of the knowledge required. Stop trying to justify oh, you I, sending justifying. her off to a beach with three bikinis True. and God knows what else. The other thing about this being penultimate, this isn't the penultimate chance you've got to listen to us droning on about TV and pop culture. Oh, oh no. no. It's just we're renaming. There's one more. Go on. There's one more. There's one more. There's one more. Confusingly, there's well, another one. Well, I said penultimate, not ultimate. Yeah. No, so, no, no, but, but there's one after that, confusingly. Oh, there is one after but, that. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could say that now, actually. I should tell them. So, what you have got to look forward to is we will be doing a special filmed, yes, filmed, crime Unmissables podcast. And it is going to be all about crime shows and why we're so obsessed with true crime. And I've roped Boyd and Kay into doing it, even though they are not totally obsessed with true crime as I am. And we're going to have, I'm a, quite obsessed, so we're gonna have a special yeah. guest so as well. A, yeah, that's in right. the know. That's like a special one-off yeah. podcast, yeah. isn't it? Slash, it's really more of a video cast. I've just, it's more of a video cast. We a are going to have vod, to... Vod, vod, yeah, but we're going to have to look presentable because it is going out oh, on course. the YouTube. But in terms of this classic format the of classic. Unmissables, the classic format um, of us droning on about what stuff we've watched in yeah. the first bit, yeah. then talking about tweets and then having the meat of yeah. what we're actually all reviewing of that. and all of that, there'll be this and one more and then we're going to call it something else in a few weeks' time. Then That's it's going to be plan, renamed. Yeah. So the Unmissables... Have we revealed what the renaming is? No, I'm not sure. No, we're, we're not going to. Well, hold, hold we'll it. be reborn. Yeah. yeah. We've come up with a, what can only be described as a hilarious name. Boyd has come up with it. It's so. very, very good. And we could also run through the names that we aren't being called when we mm, unveil the new name. I don't know about that because people... What if, yeah, what if yeah. they like the other yeah, names like more the other yeah, and exactly, we've committed? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be embarrassing. Don't know about that. Really? Don't know about that. Anyway, today, mm-hmm. I haven't even announced what we're uh, reviewing today. I should do that. And the menu, we're looking at yet another, I think possibly the second or third week in a row, a Sky Witness show. Sky Witness is the new name for Sky Living. I told you, ever since it's not become living, Witness mm. is so much better. <laughs> Witness, fine. You, you're the big, you, you love true. Witness. It's true. This is Instinct, uh, which is a new cry, American, very American crime drama starring the Brit Alan Cumming. Mm. No. The Scot. No. Scott, but he's still British. Do you know who his best friend is? No. Monica Lewinsky. That's his best friend? That is his best friend. How do you know that? Because I know stuff. Okay. Um, I, my speciality is who other people's best friends are. Oh, okay. Boyd, who's your best friend? Me, Steph. 
Yeah. John's best friend is Kay, you know. I thought you were mm. going to say me, Steph. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd find out that she okay. mostly thinks people are best friends with I her. do mostly think we'll people are my best friends. S- we'll see. We're also reviewing Grayson Perry's new series. He's become a TV kind of regular now, doing mm. his series about um, different issues. He did something about masculinity of men last year. Did you oh, see that yeah, series? Did yeah. we review it, maybe? I think we did. Maybe. I can't remember, yeah. Anyway, this one's called Rites of Passage, and it's all about... Rites of passage. R I T E S of passage. And finally, in in massive contrast, <laughs> as we like to say, Krypton, which is a new kind of American show, obviously set in the world of the Superman family. It's not got Superman in it. We'll get. It's not. We'll get, get. Don't spoil I'm it. I'm not spoiling it. Uh, okay. But do you know what I mean? It's, it's in the world, it's in the universe, it's in the DC universe, and it's in the Superman universe, but Superman himself isn't in it. But you will get to the crux of it, and that's mm. going to be on E4. And they're kind of trumpeting it in a major way. Like, they think why? it's a big... Why? <laughs> such a spoiler. But yeah. why are they? So you like oh, because to... it's a big... They've clearly spent a lot of money, on some money, on acquiring it from uh, American Channel, and they want to... Yeah, it's going to be on Sunday evening. Don't bother. I, th- oh I mean, the association with Superman is is a guaranteed audience of some you, kind. Yeah, but then they, yes. yeah, but John, then they'll watch it. Well, become oh. a we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. Don't spoil everything. Okay, sorry. Anyway, before all of that, in time on a tradition, what we do in the first se- segment of this format <laughs> is we listen to each other talking about <laughs> stuff we've liked in the week, and it often involves Steph. No, but Steph telling us in great detail things she's watched minute by minute but she's now last week you were limited to was it three i was allowed three, three and then i was allowed one more which was i was allowed to say can i just say I also oh yeah the watched. can i just say okay so three plus the can i just say which could mean as many as you want right i'm just gonna do a quick count up hold on one two three four five hmm i'm gonna have to pick because i've got five. Oh, there we go okay i um, mean to be honest oh, now- one of them isn't really a one though okay i'll just very quickly say that i finished unforgotten so have have you finished it? Yeah. I well, was... this is a bigger issue, though, isn't it? Because so Unforgotten, we should say Unforgotten penultimate episode went mm-hmm. out Sunday night. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. You see, you have no idea what's going on in the real world, do you? So no, I don't, because I watched it on the previews. Right, let me make okay. it clear. Unforgotten episode five penultimate yeah. went out two nights ago, yeah. Sunday night, okay. if you're listening to this Tuesday. Yeah. And the final episode is next week for normal people. Fine. Right? So um, I've seen it as well. Yeah. But we should either do a spoiler special, maybe, in our last one, which because it is I a think it's huge wor- show. I think it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Definitely. Um, or, yeah, we, or you can now allude without well, any spoilers to I'm what not you think go- I'm not, no spoilers, but I just want to say that I am, th- this is definitely like number two in the happiest I've ever been about endings. I was very pleased with the ending of this. Ever? Well, just in, you know, in on recent TV? history. Oh, you mean like we've talked yeah. about on the show? You, you know, know how I was very unhappy with yeah. Kiri and, you know, there were some things that I was Oops. just not happy with. So I, I haven't watched this show, but based on th- those clues, I'm assuming things get wrapped up neatly. Yeah, I mean, the thing about mm. Unforgotten, which it says, it is a whodunit. It's a classic whodunit okay. where each series, this is the third series now, there are suspects and it's always it is one of the suspects. I mean, that, okay, it's, it, it's not going to mess about with yeah. the format. It's not, it's just well, it's not. It's not like, whereas Kiri, I think, was a is a drama in its own right. It's dealing with issues. It's, yeah. it's not until who, it wasn't a whodunit. It's like was why it? it happened as yeah. well as Yeah, who, right, whereas this is very much, we're going to give you, we're going to tell you who did it. But it and they do. Still, yeah, they do, but it's still amazing. Oh, it's still amazing. packs them out yeah. amazing punch, yeah, always. I'm very happy with it. But that, so that doesn't really count as one. Can we just still agree, Zach? Because I've just told you I've watched it. We're going to do a spoiler special. Yeah. So now I'll start my list for real. Okay. One. Right. So Sky Witness, my new favourite channel, 
I know we didn't review this in time, but For the People... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...is so good. I really oh, enjoyed yeah, it. Oh, such a nightmare trying to get hold of that effing okay, show. They so wouldn't let us see it for, like, literally days on end, and in the end we couldn't do it for, on, this, on the podcast. Is it, Shonda, is it Shonda Rhimesy? Shonda yeah, Shonda Rhimesy. Right, okay, so Shonda Rhimes one. It's absolutely... So it's basically, it's young... Um, Lawyers, a group of young lawyers on either sides of um, on either sides of the law. So, prosecutors and defenders. Defenders, <laughs> that's the word for them. Um, so it's it's all about this kind of prosecutors and non-prosecutors. Prosecutors and non-prosecutors, and it's all about these two kind of. They're a big group of big group of sexy young people. Of course, um, and they're just trying to make their way in the law. And the girl that was in, do you know that? What was that thing that was nast, nasty girl? The, uh, girl boss. Do you remember the girl oh, yeah, boss? Yeah, you know the yeah. girl that was in Girl Boss? She's yeah, in it. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. Oh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. So they're battling it out. There's a couple who are boyfriend and girlfriend. They're on opposite sides of the law. Of course. It's just, it's, yeah. it's I really enjoy It's got all the Shonda magic. Yeah. Sexy young lawyers. I mean, obviously, they're all gorgeous and they all live in amazing apartments. And they, you know, when they want to, when they want to wind down, they walk across Brooklyn Bridge. It's all very nice. As you do. Yeah. yeah. It's all, but it's very thoroughly enjoyable. Okay. So I recommend that. One. One. Okay. That's a quick one, to be mm. fair. That was very quick. This. I'm going to be really, really quick. Right. I don't know whether I've mentioned this before because I did start watching it and I didn't finish watching it. Okay. It's on Sky. Also on Sky Witness. Um, Golden State Killer Unmasked. Have I mentioned it before? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I'd watched it at that point, oh, though. But I think, I'm sure you've mentioned it, It's yeah. five episodes. Now yeah. I've finished watching it. Because I remember it. when it was about to arrive. Yeah, but I had watched ago. it. Oh, yeah. okay. It's about to documentary. Arrive. Documentary, five parts. It's got all the major people. When they started filming this, they hadn't caught the Golden State Killer, who obviously... So, just for a few statistics, a few nice statistics, he um, committed 55 rapes, 12 murders... God knows what else. He was known as the East Area Rapist, the original Night Stalker, and miraculously through DNA. You know when you um, get those things, those genealogy things, and then you spit into that and find out how many people in Scandinavia you're related to? (laughs) You know those? That's how he got caught in the end. Because they had loads of his DNA. Anyway, this is an exploration of... All of the investigation, what happened, how he terrorised Sacramento. It's absolutely brilliant. Five parts. It's really, really worth watching if you're interested in true crime in any way. Now, this one's going to surprise you, but I've I've developed a little bit of a taste for this show. <laughs> it's called Hidden Britain by Drone. It's a Sunday night show. Yeah, yeah. Channel yeah, 4. Yeah, Tony Robinson. Yeah. It's absolutely fascinating. Have mm. you seen it, boys? I've seen some of it, yeah. Good old Tony <laughs> from that... Archaeology program. Yeah. What's that called? And, and Blackadder. Oh, of course. Mm. But what's the archaeology program? Uh, called? It's a time team. Time, time, time team. Yeah. From Time Team. He's only got his hands on a drone, <laughs> and he's going all sorts of places. Oh. He. Did you get it for Christmas? I don't know how he mm. got it. But like, it feels like a Christmas. It's one of those expensive ones, though. Oh. You know, like the seven thousand pounds ones. Well, I you think. say they're expensive, but I mean, the, drones have kind of transformed the world of TV in some ways because they're used a lot in in all, in all genres. Yeah. And then we're a lot cheaper than hiring a bloody helicopter and filming, mm. over, which you used to have to do. So now. Those drones are literally responsible for changing the whole way we look at TV. So they've they've literally built a whole. I've said literally too many times already. They've built a whole series around the fact that they've got that drone. And they can show Britain from above. Yeah. Quite cheaply. Well, they're using it very 7, well. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. Well, in this episode I watched yesterday, he goes. I mean, actually, I'm not really sure why he needed a drone, but he's like in an underground well, bunker. Well, because the title of the show. 
No, but for this particular explanation, no, but for this particular exploration, I don't know why he needed it. This guy who's got like the biggest um, car collection in the world, and he's like, I don't know why he needed the drones. Maybe because just to get but above the drones them. are the basis of the show. That's yeah, it. I know, but I don't know why for that particular <laughs> place. For the rest of them, right? So he goes to this place called Ryber Castle in Derbyshire, and you know he has to have the drone to go in there because no one's allowed to go in there. So only the drone can get in there. But if you're just going to a bunker with cars, why do you need the drone? Nice shot. Because presumably in the establishment of where it is mm, on, in the British mm, Isles the mm. drone establishes where it is doesn't it and then and then he can go wherever he likes after that the drone is the starting point is, is what I'm... no I realise that boys <laughs> this, this is a long question this is a long question it's a philosophical issue mm. in some ways and then he goes to see a load of sea forts where they used to have um, pirate radio stations right and Shows you them by drone, <laughs> which obviously is the basis of the show. Ah. Very good. Second, the title. It's on the second series now. So what do they film it with? It's it's what it's called a drone. Okay. They're about seven thousand pounds. It's a <laughs> Christmas present. That? I'm one. just saying. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I think they are grand. about seven grand. No, you can Bargain. get them cheaper. Bargain. Yeah, you but they, no, ship, you yeah. can. But Haggle. they don't stay up in the they don't stay up in the um, sky for long enough if you get the cheaper yeah, ones. Yeah, you need a batteries. Like I think the the. And the it, length of time that they stay up is 25 minutes if you get one of the most expensive ones. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> right, so, no, 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 that's no, my that's third three. one. And then this is my last one. Yeah, for the people, oh, yeah. Golden um, State Killer and yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know how much you'd love it when I've watched a film that's been out for ages. And can I just say... Yeah, and can I just say, I just watched Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I know I it's your favourite. Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic Park. I mean, that would Steven be great. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. No, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Which I... To be fair to you, the most recent. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been out this year, wasn't it? It is definitely this year. It's still in the top ten, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it until it got to the bit where the new dinosaur opened a door with its claw. And yeah. I just thought, this is yeah. so is unbelievable. That, hmm? that was the line for you? Yeah. Hmm. Where was the line for you? <laughs> no, I liked it all. Actually, me and Boyd had a, had yeah, a fisticuffs because I, I yeah. like the second half. Boyd's not that keen on yeah, the Yeah, I like the first half, not the second half. I didn't like the whole haunted house bit, including that scene that you're talking that about. That scene where the yeah. there's a scene in it, this is not a spoiler, where a dinosaur is kind of like stalking someone and then then opens, literally opens a door like yeah. a human yeah, yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's very yeah. silly. It's very intelligent, that dinosaur, to be fair. But have you seen videos like snakes can open doors and stuff? Mm. No, they can't. Yeah, they can. What snakes? Big ones. Yeah. No. And dogs and things. Yeah, yeah and dogs. Yeah. Do well, dogs can do anything. Yeah, well, dogs can I do mean, anything. Talking to Bridges and Virgin, yeah. Yeah. read dogs. Yeah, dogs can do anything. Do you know the most incredible thing about um, Jurassic Park, mm. was it called Jurassic World? It's Fallen called, Kingdom. Yeah, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Is that one of the best bit of it is where right at the end of the first half, when right. the volcano is erupting, yeah, yeah, and the whole island that they ludicrously go to for for no good reason whatsoever. Well, they go to save the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they haven't learned by now that dinosaurs are going to eat, eat them all. Mm. Anyway, but not that nice one blue that he raised, oh, hand yeah. raised. So anyway, everyone's escaping from from this island. The volcano is erupting. There's tidal waves. Do you remember this bit? There's yeah. literally like a, a half a second edit when you see. A tidal wave yeah. arriving, and the, everything's happening, and then and, that, and that's it. In the trailer, that was a huge part of the trailer. If you watch the trailer now, yeah, and I, I remember thinking, oh, that looks amazing. Yeah, it's like a tiny little moment but in the film that's was... thrown away. I thought it was very. Whereas, good. Like, they spent hours on the frankly tedious chase around the rooftop of the haunted house. Thing. Yeah, like, your priorities are wrong. And mm. I'm going to get to this in a minute with my choice, but that was probably filmed with drones. That bit on the haunted house, wasn't it? 
They probably had a couple. I'm not sure much of that was really there, I'll be honest with you. It's yeah. probably John. mostly green screen. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure Yeah, if they needed a drone. I mean, it was all done CGI. Well, next you're going to tell me to. dinosaurs haven't been reintroduced no, that bit's into real, the that countryside. That bit was real. That's a documentary. Okay, fine. Anyway, that's it, which I think I should... It was kind of five slash six, but... No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, okay, I'll go through no, it again. No, no, don't need to go through it again. Hidden drone no, by no, drone. No, no. Sky on. Golden Thank State. Thank you very much. <laughs> Would you like a patronising applause? Yes, yeah. please. Thank like Steve Wright in the afternoon. Thank you very much. When he's had a guest on. Right. Jonathan. Oh, yeah. What have you been listening to, I hope? Yeah. Have you got all podcasts? Otherwise it renders question time. Because you know this is what the people want. Yeah. Yeah. The people have spoken. I feel feel pressured into it. I know. I would feel pressured if I was you too. Do you feel pressured? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you should. But I have to say that every single one of your podcast recommendations I have listened to and they're all brilliant. No pressure. No pressure. I would say, yeah, Caliphate that came, I did last time is one of the best podcasts ever made though, you know? Yeah, and you're trying to claim that it was your recommendation. And thanks to me, people, the masses heard it. Yeah. (laughs) No one had heard it until (laughs) I said it. No, it was very good. First up, uh, the Alice Fraser trilogy. Alice Fraser is a comedian. Uh, She's contributed to the Bugle podcast and she's the host of the podcast Troll Play. And these, um, the the trilogy is essentially three of her live stand-up shows kind of with bits of pre-recorded stuff kind of interspersed throughout. Um, and she's just like, uh, for my money, she's just one of the best uh, stand-up comedians kind of working today. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the, words. and uh, the first show is, so she, at the moment, at the time of recording, we've only got three out of the six parts. So the trilogy is split into halves. Um, I'm not as keen on the first half of the second act, but the first act was absolutely phenomenal. And it's uh, about her relationship with her mum who had multiple sclerosis. So it's Aww. it's one of those kind of, do- uh, those comedy shows that's, really funny but also has a very kind of intense oh, subject matter okay. uh, I don't know about that so that's the first one the All Alice right. Fraser trilogy second mm. is uh, a podcast called Disgraceland Ooh. any no, heard of that heard of it yeah so it's hosted by a man called Jake Brennan and it's kind of the dark truth behind many great musicians so there are episodes about John Lennon Frank Sinatra Marvin Gaye Keith Ooh. Moon, you could, you know, go anyone, the greats, all the greats. Right up my anyone street. who's kind of had a, you know, a, a famous or infamous kind of mm. career in music, uh, he's he's done an episode on. Uh, the most recent two were uh, a two-parter about John Lennon, and so really interesting. Tonally, it feels a bit kind of somewhere in between, like an unofficial biography that you'd kind of get in a shop, you know, mm. like the unauthorized biography of blah blah blah. And something like Ryan Murphy would produce, so oh. like you know, Feud or you know, he does oh, he does oh, kind of the sounds perfect that, American crime story, yeah, exactly stuff like that. So it's kind of in the middle of that, so that the production values are quite high and it's really well made, but it is quite it is storytelling and some of it definitely is crosses the line into like what I would say is like conjecture and imagining what was happening behind closed doors. Oh. Okay, so yeah, that one's uh, really interesting. And finally, I'm, I'm absolutely rattling through these. You are. Oh, you are. Uh, Disgraceland, that was. Yes, that's yeah. Disgraceland. We can, we're now going to prove that without Kay, we can actually run to time. <laughs> that's what we're going to prove. She's going to love that. She's yeah. going to be furious. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, The Realness, which is a podcast by WNYC, and it's about Prodigy, who was one half of the hip-hop duo Mob Deep, um, <laughs> who they influenced loads <laughs> of... <laughs> He's just saying it so precisely. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> laughing at John's hip hop um, pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, and and they uh, influenced loads of uh, famous musicians, including like Kendrick Lamar and stuff. And 
the interesting thing about um, Prodigy from Modip is he passed away recently oh, from God. sickle cell syndrome, which oh. is a blood um, disorder. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. an inherited blood disorder. Blood exactly. Dist- yeah, and, and this isn't a spoiler. I didn't realise that until about the second episode. Sickle cell is because their blood cells are literally shaped like a sickle. Yeah, and so it causes extreme pain for prolonged periods of oh, time. God and a, a lower life expectancy. It's, it's, it's awful, it's awful, really um, bad. It's it's actually more about the disease and kind of how the treatment of it isn't very well, good the, because of... No, the treatment is terrible because you have to have... But my husband's got a sickle cell trait and his dad had sickle cell and you have to... Like, the only way you treat... You have to have blood transfusions constantly. It's, hor- it's horrendous. It's yeah. absolutely awful disease. Yeah, blood transfusions and uh, a lot of morphine, unfortunately. Mm. So um, it's it's like about how he managed to be kind of an iconic hip-hop musician whilst, you know... Suffering so suffering terribly. From, from oh, this. So God. really interesting. That's the six-parter. So mm. it's not too much of a commitment. Sometimes with these, like, for instance, Disgraceland, uh, there are loads of episodes that you need to kind of just pick and choose based on mm. who you want to hear about. Mm. Whereas uh, something like The Realness, it's only six episodes, so it's definitely oh, worth definitely listening to. Because we're quite right in the middle of, of, like, episode 12, aren't we? Of the uh... <laughs> Boyd. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. The worst thing that ever happened, right... Everybody, if you're listening to The Teacher's Pair, which is a great podcast, if you don't know what this podcast is, Teacher's Pair is a podcast by The Australian. It's about a man who was a rugby player (laughs) who allegedly may have one day decided he wanted to off his wife and killed her and then buried her by the pool. Possibly, maybe, I think that's what he did. Um, And then moved in the Uh, teenage girl, under the soft soil, moved in the teenage girl, school girl that he was having an affair with. Now, if you think he didn't do it, that's fine, but he most probably did. And that's what this podcast is about. And it's on episode 12 at the moment. But unfortunately, Boyd's ruined it for everybody by pointing out all the things that the lovely person who does the podcast says several times. And every time he says them, I can't take the podcast seriously now. If you I mean, say we, soft soil to ma- me one more time, <laughs> sorry. Let me just say, I in no way it is a, it's a great podcast. It's an incredibly important story, Headley. Headley. Uh, it's a very important story. It, it is just interesting how certain certain things in it get repeated quite a but lot. Yeah, now, I think he now has into to. The twelfth hour of the no, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying because it is. It's it's really good, but it is. It, it's an interesting. It must be difficult. I'm fascinated by how. I mean, this is, I felt the same thing with Serial, you know, which has mm. and, and a lot of other true like true crime podcasts. There's a whole issue, isn't there? Yeah. You start off investigating it, yeah. and this one goes back decades, and then same thing with Staircase a bit, mm. um, and then you're embroiled in the story, and you kind of the podcast becomes part of the story because in Australia it's become key to the, yeah. re-examining yeah. the thing. So now he's in this weird situation where he's kind of told the story now, and yeah. he's reiterating certain elements of it. I mean, he's getting new access to new people, but kind of has to carry on. And it is a, I thought it's a big, it's a really inter- genuinely interesting dilemma. What do you do yeah, with this hugely newsworthy thing that you've brilliantly unearthed, you know, and people mm. are totally, it's totally changed people's attitudes to this case. Yeah. And it could, who knows, end up, you know, leading to the guy actually being tried properly Chris Dawson. But we're not, you know. The alleged murderer. So does he carry on doing the podcast? Does he leave it for a bit and come back to it? It's, anyway, it's fascinating. 
Um, talking of podcasts, I like this week's episode of Mark Maron's called WTF. has got Chris O'Dowd. Do you, Chris O'Dowd? Oh, it was great. I love yeah, it was Chris really good. O'Dowd. Really good. Just because sometimes they get a bit serious, the, the Mark Maron ones, and it gets quite intense. And he's all... Well, he does when he talks a bit too much about addiction. And yeah, blah, right. Blah, blah, exactly. When he's a bit too like, yeah. yeah, when I wanted to kill myself and right. all that kind of stuff, and you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, not that you're making light of. Oh, no, it's awful, but it's just sometimes yeah. it's just, you just, like, it's really hard to, yes. like, get the tone right, right, isn't it? When you're like, anyway. he's talking to someone funny, and then he's saying something like that, and you're like, well, this is really serious. I don't yeah. know whether to laugh or not. Anyway, yeah, Chris O'Dowd on, because Chris O'Dowd is like a keeper bit light guy yeah you know, in, a, in a lovely charming way so it's, it's one of the lightest funniest ones for a mm. long time recommend that i wasn't even thinking of planning on that being part of my recommendation but it is. oh that's your can i just say it's my can okay, i just say fine um i am going to mention the bodyguard bodyguard which i went to see the screening of last week which is bodyguard. the new bodyguard not, not Whitney the, Houston. Not the Whitney Houston film. The best one. And funnily enough, Jeb Mercurio, who created it and wrote it of um, Line of Duty fame, this is his new series. Ooh. It's a six-part camera on BBC One soon. We, I'm sure we'll be reviewing it. Maybe in the first of the new, the newly Ooh, named, the newly named. version of this podcast. It could be the very Ooh. first one. But all I'll quickly say now is Jeb Mercurio is a genius and it's, it's fantastic. And it's... Um, it's all about a... I think you've seen the trailer. You've probably seen the trailers already because... Who's um, it starring? Keely Hawes. Oh, well, it's yeah. going to be fantastic. Have you seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. Seen the trailer. Yes, yeah. BBC but... running the trailer. So Keely Hawes is a politician. She's the Home Secretary. And As her she new, should be. She, exactly. <laughs> if only life. she was in real Oh, life. God, she's wonderful. And her new bodyguard is Richard Madden, who's a, 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 an <gasps> ex-army... From, from Game of Thrones? Yes. Who's an ex-army, ex-Afghanistan serving oh. soldier who's, a, who's very much... You know, has issues about having served in the army and okay. politicians who are kind of pro. Are they having an affair? No, no, no. Are they going to? I'm have not an saying affair? more than this is the this is the premise of it. Mm, I'm not okay, say all more right, than this. okay. And he's assigned to her, and what happens after that? Ooh. Anyway, um, it's fantastic. <gasps> oh, maybe he's secretly actually going to kill her, and he's not really a bodyguard. Maybe he's been placed there, and he's been brainwashed, and actually you should check the trailer her. because it does give you more information than Boyd gave you actually. Oh, and does it? It, oh, it looks. Have I got it right? Yeah. Is that what it is? No, it's not. No. Is it like a homeland situation? It looks like there's some double crossing potential. <gasps> there's potential. There's potential. There's potential for it to be about all kinds of things. Yeah, but it, it, it's completely have they announced a fascinating. release? No, I think it's um, early September. I think very yeah. exciting. Yeah. That is so exciting. Time, yeah, it'd be it, yeah. So that's great. Um, and um, Unforgotten. I'm going to underline what you said about Unforgotten. Oh, so good, isn't it? Yeah. Let's just say it again. Oh, it's just. Yeah. But I Did think... you see the end in real life of um, what we reviewed last week? The um, Fake or Fortune. No, I didn't. Did you see it, John? It was on. So this I is don't a know. this is a this is a tweets and stuff. Oh, oh okay, all right. Okay. Well, let's oh, let's not cover yeah. that then. Okay, okay. So we'll get to that. Right. Spoiler alert. We, okay. We're going to spoil what happened in the end. But I was stunned. I have to say. I Were was you? Stunned, oh, yeah. well, okay. All right. We'll d- yeah. we'll, we'll get you to carry that on with your bit so we can get no, to no, that no, good I'm bit. I'm just saying I was stunned <laughs> okay. by what happened in it. Um, and finally, I just want to talk about the Meg. So the Meg is the big oh the shark thing with Jason Statham. Giant. Have you seen it yet, John? We've got so first of all. You know, I very kind. I was very kindly went to a screening, and so I feel bad yeah. that I'm gonna about to slag it off, but I'm about to slag it off. Oh yeah, um, yeah, because you know, I didn't, I didn't need to see it because we we'd, we'd previewed it already in the magazine, and um, the film company very kindly sent these gi- this giant um, shark. Mm, I really want that sleeping bag. Yeah, I would which like that sleeping it, bag. It's caused absolute mayhem in the office. Mm. And if you look at um, Empire, got sent them, and yeah. if you look at Empire's Instagram and Twitter, you'll see various top level journalists. It, in wearing bags. the um, shark-based um, yeah. object, yeah. Uh, sleeping bag. And it's hilarious. Much more fun than the film. Hmm. Oh, but, yeah. that's that's really scathing, boys. Well, I was so gutted because I've been mean, looking forward to this film for 
How can it be years. that bad? Because you know that it's going to be bad. Is it not so bad it's good? No. Like all Jason Statham films? No, that's my problem with it. It's oh. not, neither is it so bad that it's good, nor is it so good that it's good. It's just, nah. it's just kind of, that was my version of meh, by the way. Right, it's meh. Like triple N-H, maybe? Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, it's an adult version yeah, of it. Yeah, it's trying not to say fine. meh, which I find annoying when people say meh. Okay, Don't well, you, that, you can have no. Nah. That can be but, yeah. um, here's the incredible thing about it. And I, I thought I thought I was going mad, but I went to see it with... I was sat next to Terry White, the editor of Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows her films. Did she enjoy it? She felt the same way as me. I, oh. I got the tube on the way back and I, and I said, was it just me? Or was there not that much shark-based mayhem in this film? It was all about and she was a like, shark. no, you're right. So, you know, you're set up... It's all about a giant prehistoric shark, a, a megalodon. That's what it's called, Oh, Meg. Meg. Right. Massive, huge 80-foot shark or whatever. Mm. And it's all set up that you're going to see loads of scenes of the... Me- if you see the trailer, you know, which the trailer's brilliant, and all the marketing's been fantastic. Mm. Then you get the two-hour film, and you're honestly, you can count on the fingers of one hand the amount of times you see the shark you attacking see the Meg. humans. Which is what I... All oh. I want is a giant shark munching through people, and you're not given it. It's... 12 certificate, whatever it is, 12A certificate. Therefore, it's immediately not that not scary. Right. Um, there are There's one bit which sets up a slight spoiler. It all builds up to, the, the as they say in the, in the frankly, ludicrous script, mm. oh, we're, getting, we're now heading, the shark is heading towards the most densely populated beach on Earth, which is on the coast of China, on the Chinese mm-hmm. coast. So it's all, it's all set in China, Shanghai, or in that area, because it's a big like co-production with mm. China and Hollywood. Anyway, so the giant sharks, like, swimming underneath these thousands and thousands of people right. milling around on the coast, okay. and, like, you know, in, in, in giant dinghies and yeah. blow-up things, and it just doesn't eat any of them. Maybe what? it wasn't hungry. I know. Had it just had lunch? Yeah, maybe it's like, it wasn't hungry. So it's not like Jaws where, you know, tension is created through an absence of shark. It's, here's the thing. It's, it's clearly influenced by Jaws. Which, but Jaws is, was a masterpiece that, by the way, I mean, I'm obsessed with Jaws. This is partly, and if you read the book, there's a brilliant making-off book about Jaws. Mm. And, it's, and Steven Spielberg, partly the reason why you hardly do see the shot is because their shot was shit. They had a yeah, shit, yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah. mechanical, yeah. fake shot. And it, and it was breaking it was all the breaking time. It was famously, very, yeah. Yeah, famously. It's a brilliant making-off documentary as well on mm. the DVD. So almost by, um, you know, he... he he had to, prag- yeah. f- pragmatic filmmaking. He didn't show much of the shark. But even in Jaws, you see, there's some great shots of the shark. Yeah. Kind of terrible, obviously, fake shots of the shark munching people. In this, no, there aren't. Oh. It's and weird. Can, and they just had to invent them on the computer. Right, so... now they've got CGI. So hmm. it's so bizarre. I'm going to give one more spoiler. This is a spoiler. Oh. If you're going to go and see it. Yeah. Spoiler go on. now. Tune back in in, in about... 30 seconds time. Okay, go on. There's even a bit with a little fluffy dog. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, no. and you think, oh, the Meg's going to eat the dog, and it doesn't oh, eat good. the effing... Oh, it so doesn't this, eat... What's the that's, point? No, that's no. perfect. That's if what I want. If you have... It's the old adage. Is it like a little Chekhov's white dog gun, with a isn't it? bow it's in its hair? You, if you show the gun in the first act, it's got to go off in the final No, act. no. They show the little dog, and what? it's not eaten. Yeah. Good. No, you see a swimming dog in the shark movie. He should be gone. Thank you. Oh, we don't want a doggy snuff movie. You can I'm also, not saying they really kill the dog. I'm saying CGI no, you... shark-based doggy. No, 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 no. You could still make it a 12A and have lots of shark right. action if and they... just make it less bloody, can't you? That's what I'm going to watch it because I don't really believe you. I bet it's good. Oh. 
Well, I'm sure you will find a way to watch it. I will. Steph. I in will it. try. Find I will go to the Crook. cinema. I will go to the oh, cinema. Oh, really? And well, I will are you watch really it. going to go to the cinema? I'll break that bit of a lifetime. <laughs> no, I am going to see if it's on at my home cinema. Well, I change. And some people, it's not, it's done really well. It's done much better on the box office than people thought. It, mm. It's outdone, outstripped its um, projected takings. And people like Robbie Collins, listening to Robbie Collins singing for Mark Kermode on Five Live, he, he quite he enjoyed it. He's like, if you think you're going to enjoy it, you'll enjoy it. I No, I really thought I was going to enjoy it. But it's I a bad didn't. state of mind. I was furious. No, well, you seem furious. furious now. Calm down. Still angry about the it. The dog's still alive. The Meg. Let is, it go. The Meg is still out in uh, motion picture cinemas. Is that what they're called? In yeah, cinemas. In cinemas. Near you, John the Flodding, pic- That's all they're called. The motion picture. The Meg is still yeah. out in cinemas. Yeah, is what you want to say? Yeah. Right. Right. Is that, are you now, done? I'm done. Well. Kate's not here. It's time for the tweets. John, time for, John I think, is going to okay, step uh, in. Okay, should I do it on my own? No, yeah, it's no. time for the tweets before the meet. Claire Excellent. Phillips. Format change. Yeah, oh, Name is... change. Hashtag concerned. <gasps> oh, don't worry, Claire. Don't be concerned, Claire. We're really not going to change the format. We're not going to change the format, but we are going to change the name. change the name. We're going to change the name. We're having a little bit of time off. I'm going to change the name. We're going to think about what we've done, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About, we're in trouble. We're going to sit yeah. on the noise step for a bit. We're going to think about what we've done. Yeah. We may put Kay in her own, I don't know, like um, chamber, like glass oh, chamber. She How about be that? In a chamber. That could be a format change. Yeah. 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 I've just come up with this idea. Okay. Kay in a chamber. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a new I'm part. just throwing it about as right. a new format element. If you have uh, a new feature idea, Claire, just <gasps> yeah. tweet us. Look, yeah. Yes. You know, if anybody has any ideas about what they would, if we don't include things that you want us to include, then get in contact. And Boyd will say what he always says is that everything is just going to stay the same. Yeah. I'm, av- I'm totally averse to change. In every st- form, I, in I every way. I am well. In life, yeah, as you I know, well know you are. Uh, you are. And it's certainly not going to, this, this no. bloody podcast is not going to But the name is changing, Bob. Yeah, you know that, changing. don't you? Yeah. Okay. What else have we got, John Dan? Uh, this one's from Gary War. Um, this is actually in, I believe, response to you guys did a best law slash legal. Oh, yeah. As a question oh, yeah. time. And he uh, has spoken about the show Outlaws, which oh, was a yeah. BBC yeah. show oh, starring Phil Daniels. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Outlaw the film. No, Outlaws. It was good, and I'm I'm trying to remember who wrote it because it's um, it was a pretty good show. When was it out? Like, I would say a few years ago. So you can still see it on BBC. Outlaws, BBC, the, the iPlayer. He's let us know that you can get it for sixty-seven pounds on Amazon if you fancy. Do you know what? I really appreciate that. That is re- that's good. Sixty-seven pounds on Amazon. Is it on a, like a box set? How many wow. do you get? It was two thousand and four. God, it shows how Wowzers. old I am. It feels like yesterday. Fourteen years ago, Boyd. That is ridiculous. And you thought it was the other day. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure we, we, we definitely would have reviewed it in, um, yeah, this is, in yeah. a magazine. By the way, thousandth, thousandth issue this week. Yeah, thousandth out issue now, today. now. So if you get the... I mean, we all work for Heat. Well, no, John doesn't. Um, but you can see our uh, reminiscences. I've got a page oh, in which Boyd's I reminisce. Oh, Boyd's got a special page. Boyd, <laughs> Boyd Hilton Star Stories. Yeah, if you want pictures of me... Which we all do. With famous people. Did that one with Poldock make it in? I can't remember if you yeah, put Poldock it in. Yeah, Poldock made it in. Me and, yeah. Me and the, yeah. Tony Basgallop, Steve Coombs, Jimmy Gardner. Carry on. Anyway, sorry, John. <laughs> um, and finally, this is uh, as teased earlier when we were talking about Fake or Fortune. Oh, right. Okay. So Sean yes. Geraghty says. Yeah. He's added BBC News twice in this tweet. Oh, serious. So journalists can't be trusted to give away the climax of Fake or Fortune. Oh, the we... BBC can plaster it all over at BBC News what? a few hours later to ruin for the millions of catch up viewers. Oh, my God. Oh, Did they do that? Apparently so. And I'm assuming, I don't know the result. Mm. I, did, I clearly wasn't watching BBC News at the time. But the fact that it's newsworthy, I assume means it was Fortune. 
What was it, Boyd? Because I don't know. No. Oh. It wasn't. It was fake. Extraordinarily, it was fake. Yeah. It was fake. And if you think how much evidence they thought they'd um, dug up. Amassed, yeah. And yet still... The um, it was denied the provenance, provenance. as they call it. Um, I... and I was dumbstruck, I was so surprised. I thought it's all leading up to no, but I knew no, it was fake. It just shows I you. knew it was fake. Um, do you know when I knew it was fake when they had oh, the other one? No, it was after the event. No, 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 or <laughs> I did. Do you know when I thought it was fake when they had the other one, which was the vase and the pears that he definitely did do? I was like, why would he do another vase and pears? Why? He wouldn't. Directors do do more than one. Yeah, they? yeah, but what, that's, no, that's it was too. <laughs> it, but it was exactly reason. the same thing, and it looked too dissimilar. It? Yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't look similar. The similarities weren't enough. I just. I'm just saying. I knew. Okay. Anyway. Um, oh wow! Was she? Did she cry? Patricia did that woman Reed cry? Was the woman? Um, kind of. Not. Yeah. Kind of. Patricia Ooh. Reed was the expert who. Said so. This I'm reading this from okay, the quote from the. There was nothing that gives direct evidence that he actually executed the work himself. Ooh. So it's like, even though there was all this, all of this stuff, and and in the end, Philip Mould, who's the co-host, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it said this has to be one of the Bruce. most convincing technical investigations we've done on a picture, and yet it still wasn't. So it's not. It, there still isn't enough evidence that it's real, which is it, it is incredible. One hundred sixty-five k. That's how much she spent on that picture. Yeah. yeah. Furious. And if it had been real, it would have been worth much more than that. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not. Now she's wasted. Now how much yeah. is it worth? Nothing. Yeah. What I learned more than anything about this show is that it's um, it, how hard it is to to prove yeah. proper paintings Provenance. as they're known. The provenance. Yeah, I know. It's extraordinary. It's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Anyway. Yes, thank you. Any more tweets, John? That is it. Good. good Kay will be proud tweet. of you. Thank you. Right, it's time for the meet. It's time for the meet. Let's begin with your favourite channel, Steph. It is such Sky a good channel. Sky Witness, starting next Thursday, the 23rd of August at 9pm, is the new series called Instinct. Perhaps you would like to tell us well, I, I, in your own words. I, I will Not in the words just written on here, but I will just say mm, yeah. that this is based on the James Patterson novel Murder Games, okay? So... We get Alan Cumming, who is a retired CIA operative, and he is now teaching all about murder and psychology and things, and he's obviously incredibly flamboyant and fantastic character. Now, he is joined by a lovely young special agent who is looking into a number of murders where people have been killed and they there's been a little clue left Um in the form of a playing card at the scene of the murders. And she tries to entice him into investigating this with her, which she duly does. And then the pair of them go off, try and find out who the hell's doing this, if they can catch this person together, and they form a very happy alliance. That's not giving anything away, is it? No, did you say... Did you make it clear that um, the, the mm. crimes are based on... A, the book, a book that he's written. A book that he wrote. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't make that oh, clear. Okay. But you have. Good. Um, yeah, that's what that's what he thinks. So he's he's also a crime novelist, and the, the serial killer seems to be using his book as the basis for mm. his um, crimes. I'm going to start with John on this one. Why not? Why the hell? Is not? this the kind of thing you'd normally choose to watch if we didn't force you to sit in for K on this podcast? I think no. no. No, I knew it. I knew it. I didn't go anywhere near it. This kind of television Ooh. totally eludes me. Like Ooh. no, no, no. But like not. 
just through choice, not through the fact mm. that I watched You're it and didn't man. enjoy it. Yeah. You've got better things to do. So what, in America, this would be shown on like a cable channel and it's, there's lots of episodes in a series, right? Yeah. Uh, 13 episodes. I don't think, I think, it's on, um, I think it's on Fox off the top of my head. Okay. I'll check. Yeah. It's, quite, it's, a a light, it's quite a light tone. Mm. And maybe as someone who's used to watching the, uh, the Scandies and the Netflixes, yeah. The tone is very it's light. Upbeat, in isn't it? Yes. Sort of jolly. Which sometimes can be odd when mm. there are corpses involved. Yeah, it's a jolly romp through dead bodies and things. Well, so you know what it's like? I was going to say this. Did you, you ever see Bones? No, I didn't. Bones is the long, it. long, long running. Do you mm. have you seen, must have seen yeah, Bones? Yeah, thingy Burrow winners. What's his name? Deb, what's, how, how do you say that? David Boreanaz. That's it, David Boreanaz. Out of um, Angel yeah. and Buffy. And what's a, what's a what's face's sister? Yeah. Oh, what is her anyway, name? that was Deschanel. very... Thank you. Yeah. That was very light. Bones okay. is like so frothy. And it was dealing with... And that was the whole thing of it, really. It was almost like a comedy, practically. Mm. Yeah. So that I feel that's kind of slightly the, the basis for a carry-on. Um, the the two leads I've really enjoyed. I think they're both great and they work mm. well together. And um, there's definitely a kind of dynamic between them that's def- enjoyable to watch. One thing I thought was good was, so he is a lecturer who's kind of dragged into this kind of crime-busting world and he is not reluctant. And I, the, yes. the obvious thing to do with a character like him would be to be like, oh, I'll do it one last time. Mm. But the fun twist they do on this is actually she doesn't seem overly keen to have him around mm. and he's very keen to get involved yeah. in yeah. the crime solving, which was fun. The one thing I would say, negative, is the way they were solving the crimes didn't really make any sense to me. No. no. You'd be like, see, this card seem... means this. Okay. Yeah. And then run off. And you'd be... They okay. seem to just have a sixth sense about it, which is maybe why it's called instinct. They yeah. seem to just know. They're like, oh, it'll be this person here. That's what that means. We need to go there because that's where a murder, murder right. person will be. Well, mm. Whereas I guess in the book, they probably fleshed out the book that mm. the guy was writing more. So when a clue would appear and he'd be like, that's from my book. Yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah, of course. Mm. Whereas here we were going, okay, it's yeah. from his book, I guess. Yeah. Um, it is very uh, frothy and kind of silly, but I I enjoyed it. I th- no, I mean, look, I, I, here's my thing with it. All right, go on. It begins with the very first scene has a massive reference to Dress to Kill, which it, which is one of my favourite films of all time. It's okay. one of my top five films of all time. Brian De Palma, right. Andrew Dickinson, Michael Caine, mm. transvestite, a serial killer. Yeah. And um, in the very first scene, there's a cat, there's a, there's a, Character looking like the transvestite serial killer, and they ref- and someone says to the other person, "I don't even even notice it." So, what? Why? What's that look you're going for in this, this committing the crime? It's like, mm. oh, it's from Dress to Kill. Oh, I didn't get and that I at all. Any that's if you're they've gonna, hooked you. That's the way to hook me. I mean, <laughs> oh. if you have a Dress to Kill reference in the right. first bloody you're scene, sold. I am sold. So I was like, oh my god, this is literally for me. Then once it kind of got underway in for real, I was like, it's so silly. And as you mm. say, the, the crime solving is absolutely preposterous I, mean, I couldn't even begin yeah. to understand what they're going through but they're fun Alan Cumming and it's Bajana Novakovic plays mm, she's gorgeous um, NYPD detective Lizzie mm. Needham and they are really good together I, I'm slightly so Alan Cumming was in The Good Wife one mm-hmm. of the great things ever one of our yeah. favourite things one of Kay's favourite things Kay's favourite things yeah and mine and I, I never liked his American accent in that show in that show, he played an American, mm. and um, you know, and I always had an issue. I've always felt I love him; he's brilliant. But I was like, oh, I'm, I don't think your accent's quite right. In this one, I thought it was even worse. I have got a real issue with his accent in this right. because I think you can really hear his Scottish accent. I think so actually, as well. I think that's I a real, worse, real yeah. problem. I was like, what is going? I mean, yeah. he's in every, he's in pretty much every scene, or one of the two of them are in every scene. Yeah. So it's a lot. 
So, I, so my main issue is performance was the bloody accent. Yeah. And I thought, you could have just been Scottish. You could have just been Scottish. I totally mm. agree. They absolutely yeah. should have let him be Scottish in yeah. this. And that would have been. And we should the say, I thought thing. it was really interesting that he's gay in it and he's yeah, his that husband. Is, yeah. And I don't know, I meant to check in the, going back to the original James Patterson novel whether in the novel he was gay, the character. Mm. Um, he may be, I don't know. But I thought that was great. You know, Alan Cumming is gay in real life. Yeah. And um, it's just rare. You know, we shouldn't have to mention it, but it's rare that you get a major yeah. character mm. in a. And it's CBS, by it's the way. It's kind of a why not thing. It's like, isn't it? It's right. like, why wouldn't you do but that? It's done but very, we haven't, it hasn't been done. Yeah, it's yeah. been done. It's done very, um, you know, casually as it should be. It's yeah. not made a big deal of. You just meet his husband who he goes to see, he runs yeah. a bar. Um, and you know, and, th- and that's that. And then there's, there's a funny scene t- in the middle of it where he, the, the woman doesn't realise he's gay, and he's yeah. like, she's like, "Well, you can. You're one of the it's supposed to be detective. You can't even work out I'm gay." <laughs> so I thought the, that was really interesting. I thought the whole idea is interesting. I thought it was quite cheesy how. So they've found the base. The whole, the initial story is there's this killer who's using his book mm. um, as the base of his crimes. That's solved, and now he's going to join her in yeah. this yeah. crime-fighting duo mm. for the rest of the series. And there'll be obviously like a crime each week. Mm. And I felt the way they did that was so basic and kind of they almost I, didn't even bother trying to find a clever way to do it. Do but know, I still thought it was fun. I think I totally agree with everything you're saying. I think basic is the right word for it because for me this. I have to say, Alan Cumming, I love him. I definitely think they should have let him keep his normal Scottish accent. But the problem that I've got with this is that it's nowhere near as good as Elementary and it reminds me so much of Elementary. Like Elementary with Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu is everything you want from if you're trying to do something like this because it's it's got humour in it, Mm. but it's really sharp and really clever and they do... You can't kind of figure things out. It needs those two people yeah. to figure out how who the murder is and how the crime was done. And so it's not as slick as that, but it's trying to be everything that is, but it doesn't do it anywhere near as well. Yeah. That's I, oh yeah, that's my overriding, no, overriding feeling about There's this. There's a funny scene with Whoopi Goldberg as his agent, as um, uh, Alan Cummings' agent, where he goes to have a meeting with her about his latest book and yeah. she tells him it's shit. And I thought and that was really sh- funny. Yeah, it's shit and he's put on weight and that's really, that is yeah. funny. I thought those bits were funny. Yeah. Those are like almost like side things. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I even found the bit where there's a there's a bit in it where um, she... It, He's he's been talk. They've been talking about partners, and she's been talking about Gary this whole time. And he's like, "Oh, you've got this guy called Gary." And actually, Gary turns out to be a dog. Um, like there was yeah. there was some yeah, really good. there's some really yeah, like nice, nice bits. bits in it, yeah. but it's not. That my problem is is there's something that is like this out there and much better, and it's been going for a lot longer. And that is Elementary. And I think if you want to watch something like that, then watch Elementary. And it was a bit like Bones, and probably not as good as Bones. Yeah, but you know. Well, it's, it's, okay. it's okay, though. It's okay. it's okay. Instinct is on Sky Witness yeah. and Now TV from next Thursday, the 23rd of August at 9pm. So well, 13 weeks. 13 That's the sound weeks. of me. Um, very loud sound of me ruffling a bit of paper. How many stars are you going to give it, by Oh, yeah. Though? Almost forgot the format. I know you format did, and that is why, that is why, that is why I why asked you how many stars you're going to give it. I'm going to give it three and a half. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to give it three and a half too. I've written down three and a half for Ooh, the record. So. Such Let, a three well, and a half. Hold on. Uh, Where is it? Yeah. Have you got typed? Oh my Type God. Notes. John Dan has got That's typed proper, notes. You That's are a such a pro. You're dealing with a professional. Three and a half And he's ticked off the things he's already talked yeah, about. Three and a half stars Don't all Don't get that from Kay. No. Three and a half stars all around. Wow. <laughs> Moving on to a new factual documentary series featuring the artist Grayson Perry who I once interviewed a couple of times for, for Heat magazine, once with Rylan, 
randomly. What? Yeah, Rylan out of um, X Factor and Big Brother's Little Brother, whatever it's called now. Anyway, Grayson Perry, Rites of Passage, his new four-part look at the landmark events in our lives, birth, coming of age, marriage, death. <laughs> death. Death. I mean, it's coming to us all. It is coming to us all. And um, it starts off with death, mm. quite. Which is interesting. Which is interesting itself, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm, I'm explaining what this one is, um, I'm warning you now, so that I can get Johnny to explain what the hell's going on in Krypton. Oh, great. So fine. I've done that. Fine, okay. So I'm just warning you, John. That's fine. Yeah. So you've got like a little, you know, a little buffer zone yeah. between now and when we get to yeah. Krypton. Where, you know, you have to describe the story it's of Krypton. done you up a kipper, basically. Yeah. Slightly done you up a kipper. Anyway. Grayson Perry, and what he does, it's quite an unusual format of this show. Um, he So the topic, there's one topic in each episode of these different rights of passage, starting with death, and he begins by going to another country, the Indonesian island of Sulawesi, where he meets the Taraja people who have a completely unique and different way of dealing with death and funerals to we in the West do. Mm-hmm. And he finds out, he meets them and he, he witnesses what they do. And the key there is basically... The person who's died and they have a big ceremony for has been dead for over a year. Mm, sometimes even longer. Sometimes even longer. Mm. And then they wait to stage a lavish funeral. But they keep him in the house. They keep him in the house. They keep him in the house. But he makes it clear because he, he says to the camera, Oh, you think there's a, there's, the corpse is going to smell everything? But it doesn't because the way they wrap it up and yeah. the way they embalm it, etc., yeah. means it's not, it's fine, it's all fine. But that is completely. And then he, he comes back to Britain and he meets two different people. He meets the Hounslow couple, um, Rosh and Deirdre. And eight years earlier, he was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. He's given 18 months to live. And he talks to them about what... So this, he meets, this is someone who knows they're going to die. Yeah. Um, and it's what does that mean? Is he, does he want to switch off his ventilators, keeping him alive? Yeah, and because how is he gonna... that ventilator, if he switches off that ventilator, he's got like seven days to yeah. live, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other... And so there's that, that um, example, and he meets them, talks to them, and discusses with them how they're going to face death. And then I think in the most moving... Thing mm. in Middlesbrough, he meets Alison and Kevin, who are a couple grieving over the death of their 17 year old son Jordan, who was killed by a drink driver six mm, months ago. It's very moving. And in that section, he they get him to really help them come up with a way, an unusual way, not mm. a normal funeral or anything, a kind of special event to keep their son's memory alive. And that involves them kind of going around the local area in a kind of um, pilgrimage, pilgrimage, mm. yeah, which is really unusual and, and extraordinary. What did you think of this, Steph? I am overwhelmed by how brilliant Grayson Perry is, I have to say. I just think he's got some... He's just got this kind of innate empathy that whoever he speaks to... And you, you, it kind of cross-cuts between him. One minute being Indonesia, the, the next minute being here. And you just... I, I can't quite believe how brilliant he is at relating to across cultures, like vastly different cultures as well. And he seems to be able to touch everybody um, and get out of them exactly what he wants. And I'm thoroughly impressed by him because um, this is very, very moving. Anyway? Yeah, I love Grayson right. Perry. Yeah. Um, but even loving Grayson Perry as an artist, I still am very surprised at how good he is as really kind of a sort of documentary filmmaker in a way. He's mm. very, very good at it. Yeah. Like I found when he was Indonesia incredibly, incredibly moving because... I do think we we here in the West think things like that are highly unusual. Yeah. But very, very, very quickly, when my grandmother died in Thailand, 
I remember my dad, who lives in Thailand, saying to me, oh, I'm, don't worry, I'm going to send you loads of photos of your grandmother's funeral. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, fine. Just thinking I'm going to see photos mm. of the family. And I was so... My brother got the photos before me and he said, do not open. Oh, do God. not open the email because mm. you will be so distressed. And it was because it was pictures of my grandmother's body, body that had oh, been God. kept for a while right. um, in flames because they burn the body oh, right down to the bones. And then what they do in Thailand is they take the bones, everybody in the family... Um, puts their hands through the bones so they can feel all the bones and then they take them to the river so you go back to the river which wow. to me is beautiful and wonderful but yeah. not something that I would have wanted to see my grandmother up in up in flames no. but when I watched this it reminded me of that and how we're so ignorant of other cultures and how they deal with their dead um, because I was just so amazed they they in this episode you know they keep the matriarch of a family upstairs for a year and um people come and mourn and mm. they and they talk to they talk to the body and everything like that and i just found that really oh, moving incredible. Yeah. and incredible yeah the whole thing was just i just thought he got all, all these different aspects of death so i just think he did it so well i just this is so worth watching and i hadn't seen anything like this before but i yeah it was very very upsetting well, the um middlesbrough couple yeah because that they, they you know, they had um, kind of a shrine in their house and it's just obviously the, the grief was so raw with them. Um, but he just, like I said, I'm just so amazed at what he can get out of people mm. without really saying much because he has so much warmth to him and so much innate understanding of what people are going through. It was, I thought it was wonderful. Really, really loved it. Funny enough, you say you've never seen anything like this before. I, it reminded me of oh. Carl Pilkington's The Meaning of Life. Extraordinarily enough, Did the moaning of life. Um, was that was it called? Oh yeah, moaning of life. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yes, uh, the moaning of life. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Which was his Sky. I think it was his last series for Sky. I think right. he did two series, and he did and he did big issues of. Did he like, do a death one? He did a death one. Did and he? I'm pretty sure. I was trying to check just now as you were speaking, without being rude. Mm. And I'm pretty sure he, he like dealt that. with he? the um, the Philippine style funeral situation right, right. I'm sure he mentioned and I have to go back and check I'm sure he mentioned in that that you know they can, their bodies can mm. be um, not dead for a year yeah. before they're actually buried and he but it, it, there, was a, there was quite some crossover I think funnily enough mm. but obviously that was him I mean ostensibly you know much more played for love so to speak yeah. being respectful of these different people yeah when he was going to visit them. but And in fact, it ended up being the death one suitably less playful loves than the other yeah, episodes course. in the series. But there was definitely some crossover. But this it is Grayson Perry who kind of his... It's not, in fact, it's almost like not sensitivity. He is sensitive, but he's it's very just, matter of fact, isn't he? He's very, he I thought, like, and kind of almost like that's what make. I think that's what people like about him. Yeah, he's like, kind of, no let's bullshit. deal with it. Yeah. Let's deal with yeah. it. There's no bullshit. He's mm. kind of like, I'm going to make this program. I've met you. Can you know what should we do to mm. celebrate the, the uh, you know the death of the the poor teenager or the guy and you know his life and people let him they get want him to get involved. Yeah, they do. And he comes up with these interesting ideas. So I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, John. Well, weirdly, actually, um, not just Carl Pilkington. Oh, well, an I haven't seen any of this. Of the Dark Tourist, oh. where he also goes to Indonesia. Oh, oh. And oh my he God. Sees, well, we can't uh, get enough of these Indonesian death uh, programs. Yeah, Mama he sees a Mama fight. I'm not sure it's a different part of Indonesia, but at the risk of sounding ignorant, uh, there are definitely similarities between right. the um, death rituals. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there is. Uh, but what, what you guys are both saying is, is absolutely true. I would never, personally, I, I know of him as a bit of a 
modern artist. Mm. I know he's he's funny when he when he used to go and have I got news for you. Yeah. But I didn't really know much else about Grayson Perry, but I thought this documentary was absolutely phenomenal. And um, mm. and you guys have kind of covered the other two in depth. I actually found the um, Roch and Deirdre bit oh, really. Couple, so yeah. I, I'm worried we're going into spoiler territory, but it is a documentary. Mm. Um, essentially, they do what is effectively kind of like a funeral whilst yeah. he's still alive yeah. and doing these tributes for this man who's about to pass away. And it's, re it's really lovely because part of me, you know, you watch it and you think, oh, maybe it'd be nice to go to your own funeral yeah. and see mm. to hear your tributes but it is oh it's so it's so uh, the, i think everyone said the, but the, the word is moving it's, it's really moving, moving. Yeah. and i i couldn't believe that how moving it was actually yeah mm. yeah and i think the others you know i think i've seen clips from the others in the, in the, in the trailer where he deals with birth coming of age and marriage which are going to be mm. you know Oh, I can't wait. But I can't he is, wait. He's just brilliant. He is though. just brilliant. And he it's kind of amazing how he's become this. He has become like a Louis Theroux. Yeah. yeah. Very different, like unique. So, um, so one thing I don't know if we have fully covered is that he does use his art skills yes. within yes. the show yeah, to kind have, of get involved. So he does, he uses his art skills to make things for these people to kind of as tributes and stuff. And I assume that theme will continue. So there's, that's an interesting twist actually. Yeah. He, he, rather than just watching, he gets involved in a, in a small way, but in a and meaningful it, way. And in fact, that is the thing that he's, I think he's, I think he's done it in, in all of his series now that he's done for Channel 4. There's been that an art element, which, you know, some could say he's almost shoehorned in, we don't, you know, because he's now a TV presenter or TV documentarian, whatever, in his own right. But it feels natural for him. That's how he, that's his life. So yeah. he does, I think in almost every show he's done, I think he did it in the, when he was talking about masculinity in the, the last series, that he comes up with artworks to, to represent mm. what he's experienced and what he's looked at. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Grayson, go on. It's just, I mean, I have, there are not enough good things to say about this. Well, you've said quite a lot. Well, of I've them. said a lot of them, Thankfully. but there aren't have. enough. How many stars? I've oh, remembered this time. Are we giving Grace five. Murray five? Jonathan, five stars. I've said four and a half, but I feel like after the avid five, I'm going to get in trouble. You no. probably try, see what happens. Say it. Go on. Four and a half. John, that's ridiculous. Apologies. I was going to say four and a half as well. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, why were you? Well, this just... is absolutely a must watch. Okay. It's definitely a must. watch. It is yeah. a must watch. So it's four five. Still a must watch. No, it isn't. Oh, God. It really annoys me when you do this. Yeah. Just a side note Kay will be pleased to know we're definitely going to be running longer than any episode. Well, we are going to keep making these bad decisions. It's five stars. Don't listen to them, guys. Pogs, don't listen. And finally, Krypton. Talk about ending on a low. Spoiler. Triple mega spoiler alert. It's a new. Ten part, the first season anyway is ten episodes. I'm sure if it carries on, it'll be even more episodes. Oh, um, starting on E4, uh, Sunday at nine o'clock. Um, John, poor John, I've, it's come to you to explain. How the hell are you going to do this? But it's fine. We are on the planet of Krypton, yeah. the aforementioned uh, Krypton, okay. which is the home planet of Superman. You might have heard of him. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of got like a fantasy sci-fi vibe, this place. It's not like the Superman you know of planet Earth. It's where he's from. And this is set two generations before him. So we are talking about Superman's granddad is our mm -hmm. lead character. He's called Seg L. And <laughs> essentially, he is from a family who seem, from what I can tell, they used to be part of the dynasty. They used to be almost mm. like the royalty level. Mm. But due to some, uh, some crime, they've been kind of reduced to the peasant level. 
And that's kind of where we find ourselves. The other thing that we need to mention is that there is a time-travelling man from America who appears to tell uh, Seg L that his grandson will be Superman. And if he doesn't save this planet, he, you know, will also not save planet Earth in the future, I guess. Exactly. I mean, that's stupid. Yeah, and it shows in the Fortress of Solitude, definitely, which is any Superman fan knows, and I am a fan of Superman, is the key is where, you know, a lot of Superman finds out a lot of stuff. Yeah. In the Fortress of Solitude. So you see some of that. You see the logo I thought was quite good of Super. So it's kind of like, and there's, you know, Smallville was a very successful, wasn't Smallville it? was great. Yeah, that was a big, Smallville that was, like was a just the right amount removed okay. from right. present day Superman. Yeah. You think this is too removed? This is ridiculous. This is like Superman's second cousin twice removed who lives in Rochdale. It's ridiculous. But I think I think maybe as someone who, I'm not like a reader of comics, but I know of the world of comics and, you know, Superman's butler's dog probably not Superman Batman's butler's dog probably had a comic you know like every, you yeah. know every element of these oh, worlds will have had read, comic though. seasons about this is well so, yeah I said dog that was my problem this is so silly this is so so silly I, 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 why have they done this I don't understand it and there's like this whole bar element where there's a load of northern people in it it's very strange and you know what that actress that is in <laughs> everything who I do really like who's Georgie, in Ray Donovan Georgina, Georgina Campbell. Campbell brilliant listen she's in everything okay alright yeah. but this is one too far this is this is not good enough for her. She's in, been in so many brilliant things. I don't know why she's decided to well, be in this. This is a big American show. show. So she's in Broadchurch, she's in Flowers, Black Mirror. This is a big American show, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, on this planet, for some undisclosed reason, they do all speak with an English accent. It's yes, stupid. Brits. No, I'm talking about the blonde one who plays his mum. That's oh, not Georgina Campbell. Sorry. The Ray uh, Donovan lady. Uh, oh, Ray no, the Donovan. other girl should definitely be in this. She Paula needs to put Ma- up. Paula Malcolmson, sorry. Uh, Paula Malcolmson, she's, she's, in, she's in it, yeah. Yeah, she's been in it. She was Rupert in... Graves is his dad, who's from Sherlock, my favourite, who's Inspector Lestrade from Sherlock. It's got a good cast. It has got a good cast. Georgina Campbell is oh, in that's it. That's where I recognised him from. Yeah, Rupert Graves. Yeah, who's in Morris as well. Yeah, why Marie- are they all film. British? And, and the main guy who plays um, Segel is called Cameron Cuff, who's a, who's a handsome young man, isn't he? From, oh, he's from the he's house. Got the, oh, he's, he's got the Superman vibes. He's got the looks. He's been, literally been cast like because he's like a square-jawed... Yeah, superman ...hunky-looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Blake Ritson, we should say, from Da Vinci's Demons, which is a show I liked, plays Brainiac, the supervillain. Um, but it is, it is quite silly, isn't it? It's, it's, it's silly, Boyd. I thought... It's very hard to follow. Well, a bit like the Meg, I, I thought it was... It was silly, but not silly enough to be entertaining. It's not, And yeah. it's not quality enough. The script isn't um, sharp enough. And mm. it is a bit confusing. It's a bit like... Like, they're almost trying to avoid um, clunky dialogue, clunky exposition. And yet, which leaves you a little bit... Co- I was a bit confused as to what yeah. was going on. The, do you know what's really confusing? Yeah. The beginning bit, where this is not supposed to happen in the first, like, three seconds, his... Seg L's granddad gets banished. And yeah. you're, it's not fully explained that there were like these weird family tribes. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> What's interesting is Sorry. it starts a lot of the Superman films. So, Superman, the, the brilliant, the, the all time classic Superman the movie, um, which, you know, in many ways kicked off, kick started the, the whole superhero yeah. genre of, in terms of cinema, um, that 
that started with a, you know, oh, they're going to expel, they expel some of the characters and then pop up in Superman 2 and you meet Superman's dad, Marlon Brando, and all this. That all began with, on Krypton, with... Right. And then Man of Steel, similarly. Do you remember, have you seen Man of Steel? Which was the first one with Henry Cavill as Superman. Right. Who then ended up being in, you know, all the terrible subsequent Ooh, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that big Justice League, etc. that began, on again, similarly, on Krypton with him being sent away and you saw the origin. So this begins in, a, kind of in a way, it's traditional for the Superman story, but it's not the Superman story, no, it's the Superman. It's a triple Grand back. Ass. It's a triple back yeah. origin. No one yeah. wants that. And it be- and it managed to be more confusing than both of those classic. And I also se- find it really hard to believe that this Seg L person is going to really give a shit about a future. I just don't think. I think it's really hard to care when he doesn't even know any of his superpower that he's got any powers. Why he would care about saving think- a grandchild when? Yeah. I, just, I just don't understand and the motivation for any of it. It's just rubbish. Isn't, isn't, I, I, I believe that the reason that Superman has powers isn't it because on our planet he's just relatively strong. I don't, I, isn't yeah. that part of it? So he, yeah. they don't have superpowers. They just, on their planet, like gravity's stronger and stuff. So well, that makes me not like it even more. So he's not even special. He's um, just man. Yeah, he's so, not super. So are you not fussed about, like, for instance, you know, the rumours are that they'll be doing, like, Game of Thrones prequels and, like, Fantastic Beasts somewhere to find them and stuff like that? You did other stuff within I worlds think that there is a point... I think there's a point with prequels where you've gone too far and they have reached that point. You think two generations? Three generations. It's way too much. It starts with oh, Superman's yeah, great, great <laughs> granddad, Right. Um, no, I think it's great. It's great. That's that's too many already. No, granddad, just granddad. In fact. No, great granddad because oh, the his granddad. Yeah, oh no, it is great. Yeah, it is his great great granddad. So in the beginning, Seg <laughs> just L's, loads of great great. Seg L's granddad, who is Superman's great great granddad, gets banished. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's ridiculous. They should not have made this. It's, it's ludicrous. I liked it. What? We haven't really allowed you. You haven't really had your say. Thanks. thanks you liked me. it. Yeah. What did you I thought like it zipped it? along nicely. Well, that was good. I was convinced I'd hate it, but maybe that's what I went in thinking it was going to be awful. You've lost your mind. Um, <laughs> I thought there were some interesting character dynamics established <laughs> between like the mothers. I know that then some stuff happens there, but um, it Boy, reminds. But, but no, I, I didn't think, hate it. Right. I oh, think. For God's sake. I think part of it might be because I grew up watching stuff like, you know. Xena, oh the warrior God. princess and you're stargate a gen- you're a second generation per- you're like you're like someone who always watches prequels aren't you yeah that's it oh i only God. watch prequels yes. no i watched you know that kind of that science fiction television as a kid and i think it is very much in that vein did you and watch smallville i didn't watch smallville i watched smallville i loved smallville mm. the one thing i would say and i'm worried that this is straying into a spoiler territory and I, I think this might be something you quite you liked because at least it was a tangible link to Superman. I really didn't like the fact that they used his cape as a time yeah, funny, oh my god, that's the only thing yeah. that is good about this. Yeah. The fact that when the cape, like the only thing is like you've got to save this bloody cape, which we do want to save because that's the only thing that we know. I thought that was gratuitous. Like, yeah, we get it. He's Superman's granddad. I didn't need that cape. Yeah, and also, the, cheesy, so the guy who's a time traveler, Boyd. He's like, whose side are you on? <laughs> John's. Oh, <laughs> he's like a. Uh, th- that is another issue as well. The guy who's like a time traveler is like this most like cliched-looking American man with a ba- baseball cap and very odd. Yeah, Adam Strange. He is played by Sean Sipos. Sipos. I'm sure he's great. Diaries. It was just you know not the most exciting role for him. Well, I also I didn't think, without wanting to be too personal, but I didn't think, and I think it's more in the in the um, script that that Cameron Cuff's 
performance as Sego was that he was obviously incredibly handsome, but I didn't feel as much enough to him. Can't just and you see him at the beginning. Well, that's the thing. I did. Do you feel that was just like weakling? That I mean, there's a show. He's not very fake, dynamic. There's a whole fake fight thing going on at the beginning. With oh, his yeah. mate to show his yeah, like they're at like a con. northern bar. They're pulling a con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're I'm, yeah I am kind of like I just think it's like silly. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, I don't think I don't feel, and there's just scenes where I don't feel they've given him enough interesting stuff to say or do. There's a character he's, he's somewhat lacking. I feel. Anyway, he like, just feels like a young, you know, so you he feels like, like a young it. Superman. You didn't like, like it, did you? Um, I didn't love it, I, but I didn't hate. I, I'm in the middle. I didn't. I didn't think it was that enough. Are you gonna fun. watch any more of it? Mm, probably not. Right, but it means you didn't like it. And for oh, I don't, no, this is in the write-up, so I assume it's not a spoiler. Uh, for anyone who's interested in Superman or comic books, it's very exciting that they're using Brainiac as the villain because he's a iconic Superman villain that's yeah, not been that's really seen on TV or film. Yeah, John, I feel like our friendship's broken down over this review. Okay. <laughs> get you, John, get used to uh, Steph taking these things very, well, very it's seriously. Just, I just don't see how anyone could have enjoyed it, but, you know. Open your mind. I can't. No, I know. When something's not good, I just... I didn't love see. it. It's not... Okay, it's that's not, all I needed, John. Out. That's all I needed. We're now going to find out exactly how he rates it because we're going to ask how many stars are you going to okay, give it, John? Fine. Three. Oh, okay. Okay, see? that's fine. Yeah, all right, gonna, okay. I'll give it three as well. One. <laughs> For what? the record, I don't think it's one. One, star. one is generous. One. Being... One's unwatchable. It yeah. is unwatchable. It's not. It's watchable. It's, mm. it's literally watchable. If that watchable. was on the telly and there's yeah. nothing else, you'd right. watch it. Exactly. No, no. You're so harsh. No, no, no. Yeah. She hasn't got a dog in it. <laughs> it doesn't actually. Does no, it doesn't. It, no. They could have been. Could have been a super dog. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. They did have super dog at some point. <laughs> I they, bet did. they did. Yeah. Of course they did. Anyway, Krypton, decide for yourselves, as we often say. On oh no, don't listen to me. It's terrible. It's on E4. Ignore Steph. Is on E4 this Sunday, the 19th of August at nine o'clock. And Channel 4 has spent a lot of money on it, so might as well give it a go. Well, money not well spent. Can Finally, I just say? what time is it? It's question time. <laughs> it I don't even, sad I don't alone, even need it? K. No. I don't even need K. You don't need K. Um, so this week, I thought, A, partly because we're nearing the end of this. This version incarnation. of the podcast, this, this incarnation, podcast, yeah, and partly because John is in doing his traditional, has done his traditional mm. uh, recommendation of podcasts, yeah. So I thought the question this week is, what is your favourite podcast ever? It could be series or episode of a series. Um, Stephanie Seelan, have you got I, one? I, you I, might, I, go on. Is mm, go go on. cereal? Yes. Oh, you're guessing. You're guessing. Mm. You're, you're guessing. Guess. There is no doubt in my mind. The best cod pod codcast. Cod best podcast. The best podcast that you can see. If if I wanted to, if somebody hadn't listened to podcasts and didn't know what podcasts were about, the best podcast that you can listen to is Serial. Sarah Koenig investigating who killed a young woman called Heyman Lee. Was it indeed uh, her boyfriend, Adnan Syed, who is still currently serving time for her murder? It's absolutely brilliant. It's, I mean, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. If you've never listened to a podcast before, start with Serial and then you'll get hooked on podcasts. That is the, that is the hallmark of what all podcasts should be like. Agreed. That's not my favourite, oh, but good. I agree with everything. Yeah, you've got to choose yeah. a different one. Yeah, yeah. What are you going for? Um, I'm going for a podcast called Reply All. It's by mm -hmm. Gimlet Media and um, it's hosted by PJ Vote and Alex Goldman. And what it is, is on the surface, it is documentaries about the internet 
but it's not like it's mm-hmm. fascinating there's an episode called Zardulu which is about uh, rats that might be set up in New York to do stunts there's an episode <gasps> where there's a Facebook group about fake a fake office set up by this Australian teenager and it's a pretend Facebook group like they're like oh someone changed the ink in the thing and then lo- thousands of people join this and start joining in the joke and because he's an Australian teenager he hates the fact that everyone's getting involved on his joke oh god and, right, I've got to listen to uh, that it's brilliant and um, yeah I would recommend it to anyone and if anyone wants I tweet me and I'll give you like the top five episodes because it is one of those oh, ones I'm, where there's you know there's over a hundred already I'm going to tweet you and ask you for the top go five for episodes go for it oh here we go Boyd look don't say the unmissables because we're on our way out so it can't be your favourite podcast even though I'm going to choose is. my own podcast Boyd's going to choose the next incarnation yeah. of this yeah oh yeah that, that's going to be the best one yeah no, whatever it's good. I've got I was going to mention um, I wanted to mention Dear Joan and Jerrica which, which oh, was yeah. this year yeah with um, Vicky Pepperdine and Julia Davis. I still haven't listened to that yet. I really need to. Oh, it's really funny, well, isn't I'm it? I'm glad I mentioned it. Yeah, I need to. Because I think that's the funniest. So there's all kinds of genres of podcasts. You've, you've both chosen factual, kind of documentary podcasts, mm-hmm. really. Um, but this is a... It's a comedy podcast of two these two brilliant comedy actresses playing characters of, of the world's worst... Um, Givers of advice, sexual, agony aunts, agony aunts, but it's more almost like sexual advice, right. and they're so rude and they're so horrible, and they dig really deep into nasty, horrible rudeness mm. that it's oh you yeah you're going to be too shocked. Oh, I, I don't think. know yeah, whether I, I can know, watch. Yeah, it. I'm not sure mm. if I can. Prudes you don't have to watch it. it. You're too prude. Yeah, yeah too prude. I am. It's not for prudes. Okay, that's a warning. So that's the, my favourite comedy podcast. I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. the funniest one I've ever heard. But my favourite podcast, I have to say, you know, when I, I was thinking about it, I was looking at the ones the ones I subscribed to. It's Brett Easton Ellis's one, where it's been going for years, and he's now does it. I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's been going. Annoying thing, he he did it for years free as a normal kind of podcast, Mm. Um, and it was basically him and celebrity guests. Kanye West was one of the very first ones he did, like two and a half hour. What's it called again? It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. B E. Literally, that is what it's called, the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. And um, there's loads of ones you can go in the. And he had a different famous guest every week. A lot of it was about film and TV. He's a big film geek. And you yeah. have directors and scriptwriters. There's a brilliant episode um, with the scriptwriter of Mad Max Fury Road, who also worked on um, the Fifty Shades mm-hmm. script, and then was kind of taken off it and stuff. And it would, he he would rant every week. Mm. His thoughts about films. He would slag off big hit films, and he talk about how films are so much better than TV because of the mm. atmosphere of films. This went on for years and years, and then suddenly he decided to completely change his mind and said TV is better than oh, films. Sounds great. It was so funny, and he's so pickheaded yeah. and politically incorrect. And now, and it's brilliant. And you, you could do like a drinking game where he mentions, the, he mentions his boyfriend every week, who's mm-hmm. a twenty-something boyfriend. You know. <laughs> He'd go on about that every single week, oh, and it was good. hilarious and brilliant. He still does it, but now it's one of those things. You know that thing where you have to pay Patreon, is it? Yeah. Which I don't really understand how it works. Which I, you know I what should do because it? it's, it's like a thing. So now you have to pay. You, you kind of donate to the Patreon thing yeah. to be able to hear. So it's still right. going his podcast, but I haven't. I've stopped listening to it because it's no longer free on iTunes or wherever you okay. get your podcast. Yeah. You know, it's a bit now. of a flawed system because yeah. you donate think, and then I think they send you like MP3s rather right. than it being on your uh, podcast yeah. app, which is an ideal. Yeah. So it's annoying. So because it, it does take up a lot of his time, so he decided mm. he didn't want to get people to somehow. Yeah. Pay. But, so uh, one day I will actually work out how to get okay, hold of that'd it be by good. paying. I mean, be good but if you'd done that already. It, but... You can get the archive anyway, and it's brilliant. Okay. Very nice podcast. You get the archive free. The archive's still there on iTunes. Okay, well, yeah, we'll yeah, start I with think. that. Start with that. Start exactly. with that and yeah, see if you want to pay. Yeah. Thank you very much for another glorious. Wow, podcast. from the second to last time. Second penult- penult- mm. penultimime. <laughs>
Penultimate. Penultimate. Oh. Uh, I'm going to see. I'm going to the premiere of the festival tonight, which is the film. Oh, oh. Yeah, that film that you said wasn't rubbish, even though you did. We didn't get to uh, review it. You know, I was oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying we didn't get to review it in time, and I said, "Boy, no... boy usually tells me that if you don't get to review things in time, it means that the film's not very good." But then he said that he never said that, and it's actually not true. There haven't been any screenings of it because they've literally f- finished it right up to the end, uh, to when it opens, which is tomorrow night. Tonight, if you're listening to this on Tuesday mm-hmm. when they come out. Like, as with the Inbetweeners films, it's from that production company and director, and um, those films weren't available to review either, but they ended up being pretty funny. Fine. So we'll see. What's anyway, the time check, John Dan? It's been long. Oh, time. three hours. Oh, God. God. So just been average. Edit. Tough edit. Poor John's yeah. been busy He's tonight. got to edit it tonight. Well, I'm sitting there watching this film, having a time of no. my life. John's going to be beavering away. Crying into oh, a laptop. Yeah, so trying to edit that really terrible bit where mm. I said that thing. Yeah, all that libel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, it's a goodbye for me. It's a goodbye for me. It's a goodbye for me. See you next week.